We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. His name is Chris Fedor, and he writes for Cleveland.com, and he joins us here on 92.3 The Fan. Chris, how's it going today, man? Jonathan, it's going great, man. How are you? I'm good. I ended up losing uh, all sorts of different bets on the different golf tournament, this, on the American Express tournament this weekend. Uh, John Rahm, yeah. I, I got to stop betting against John Rahm, Chris. Yeah, man. The only time I've ever won a golf bet um, has been with John Rahm, and he also cost me a golf bet, too, as we talked about the other night, because he was killing it at the Memorial, winning by like eight shots going into Sunday. And then he tested positive for COVID. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah, he's, he's the best golfer in the world, and he's winning and making the cut at a high clip that reminds of Tiger Woods. Might want to start putting him in your DraftKings lineup. Yeah. He's won four out of his last six. He's untouchable. It's insane. I, I, I don't know how I mean, he's got It's crazy. He's got it all. He can putt. His irons are awesome, and he bombs the crap out of it. So uh, maybe don't go with Patrick Cantlay this week. Ah. I learned my lesson, too. <laughs> Hey, did you do research on the Denver airport or no? No, I have not done that okay, yet. Good. Unfortunately, right. I've been pretty tied up. Well, with this whole the, the whole Cavs thing, you know, the, this Cavs yeah, basketball thing. This Cavs schedule, man, is brutal. Uh, okay. Explain. You mean because so they knew coming into the year that January was going to be really, really tough on them. Um, in part because every single January, Disney on Ice comes to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, and the mm-hmm. Cavs have to get away for ten to fifteen days. Um, to accommodate that. So they knew that it was going to be one of their West Coast trips in January. And on top of that, after coming back from a long trip, they have a day off, um, barely a day off, because you're coming back from Minneapolis, and then you have to host the New Orleans Pelicans earlier than usual to accommodate Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And then you go back on the road after coming back from 10 days away to go to Memphis, which is the toughest place, one of the toughest places, in the NBA to win on the road. And now they're back on the road again after playing at home. And on top of that, January is more condensed, and they've played like every other day pretty consistently. Um, and, and it's just wearing these guys down as you head into the All-Star break. Well, you reported a few minutes ago Donovan Mitchell listed as probable for tomorrow night's game here in New York. Uh, is that – what are we looking like that way? Maybe that's some reinforcements if you get Donovan back on the court. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, at the time that he hurt his groin, you knew that the Cavs were going to be cautious because, number one, they're always cautious with any injury. And number two, it's Donovan Mitchell, and it's a groin injury. So these are the kinds of things that can linger. These are the kinds of things that can flare up again. And you just want to make sure that Donovan can not only play, but he can be effective and he can change directions and he can be as athletic, as explosive. 
as he usually is. That's the only way he knows how to play is full go. So you knew that it was going to be a multi-game injury. That was the indication that I got immediately when it happened. And all indications are that he's going to be able to play tomorrow in New York. He's gotten about a week to let that thing rest, recover, heal up. Um, and he was able to practice today before the Cavs left for New York. So it would appear that Donovan will be a go tomorrow in New York. And obviously they, they need him back. Um, they've got to start playing at a more consistent level here as we're into the second half of the season and they've started to develop some bad habits that they need to shake before, you know, um, the second half playoff push and before you get to the playoffs, which is their ultimate goal. Yeah, Chris, last segment I said, you know, bringing it back to a betting perspective, I was like, I can't bet on this team anymore. They're too inconsistent yeah. for me. Like, at least in the, at least, you know, I consider myself to be in like the 80 percentile of live betting sports people. Like, I can, I can live bet a game and like the cheat code for the Cavs for a while was, well, okay, they'll go down and then you just, like right. you lie bet him to go ahead and take over in the fourth and that was it and it was just like it was just easy money is all it was uh but over the past week or so i just i i can't do anything with this team it's interesting because during the last road trip that we were on i asked jb bickerstaff in the midst of them trying to mount these furious comebacks when going down double digits or trailing after three quarters and finding a way to gut through and i said how as a coach do you process that you look at it as it pisses you off because they go down double digits so frequently? Or do you look at it as it's really, really commendable that they continue to fight, they continue to scrap, and no deficit is too large for them to overcome? And he said, Chris, it pisses me off. <laughs> so the, the Cavs are trying to find more consistency, Jonathan, and, and they're trying to show that they can play the 48-minute game. I think that's one of the next steps for this team is to find a way to play that 48-minute game more consistently than what they have shown here at this point in time. Because it is great that you can come back from these double-digit deficits and you fight and you scrap and, and you never give up. Like that's, that's a mark that I think they should be proud of. But they shouldn't go down by double digits as frequently as they do. Right? They shouldn't have the in-game lapses that they do. Um, and they can't get into the habit and they can't get comfortable with the fact of, oh, we'll just flip the switch in the fourth quarter. No, 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 no. Like, they're not Brooklyn. They're not Boston. They're not Milwaukee. They're not Philadelphia. They haven't accomplished together what those teams have. They haven't experienced together the things that those teams have. They haven't um, gotten to that standing where they know um, what it takes in what moments, what plays they're going to go to. All those different things are not on the Cavs' side. So they have to continue to do the little things right on a nightly basis because that's who they are at their core. On Friday night, I got a little mad at JB. I was doing overtime, and, and you know, we get all the press conferences in, and JB, you know, he says, oh, they took it lightly, and they played soft, and they played disrespectful, and they got mm -hmm. they got champions over in that locker room, too. And I'm like, all right, fine. Like, you want to you wanna prop Dante DiVincenzo up and Jordan Poole up? That's fine. <laughs> But like, what are we what are we doing here? Like, if you if you can call it out and say you knew that was going on, then why didn't you do anything in the middle of the game? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just don't know the right button buttons to press, and sometimes they're just like aren't the right buttons to press. And like, if you look at the way that the Cavs played against the Warriors the other night, there just wasn't the intensity until 
maybe halfway through the fourth quarter. They weren't closing out to shooters. They weren't Mm -hmm. communicating. There was a lot of arms raised up in the air, a lot of finger pointing, a lot of eye rolling. They just didn't have it. And some nights in 82 games, a team doesn't have it. And that's not an excuse, right? Like at the time, they deserved all of the things that people were saying about them. That was embarrassing. It was the worst loss of this year. It was something that shouldn't happen for a team that has legitimate playoff aspirations and a team that still has a lot to prove, I would say. Like, they're in no position to take any team like that lightly. They did. It's human. It happens. But when it happens, I think it's okay to criticize and it's okay to point the fingers. But, like, when you give up 21 uncontested three-pointers, what do you think is going to happen? Right, right. These guys are NBA pros. They're going to make those shots. So that that was not Cavs standard basketball. And I thought JB was right to call them out because I don't think there was anything that he could have done. Like he tried different lineups. He went with his defensive minded guys to try and get some more defense out there. And sometimes like no matter how much you want to push that button, it's not going to work because your guys just don't have it. Did you find Darius' answers, uh, answer and response to that acceptable, where he basically, and I'm paraphrasing, making up my own terms on it, but he basically <laughs> said uh, they drive Lambos too. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I understood that, that Darius was probably going to have that kind of reaction to the game. It's almost as if, what do you say after a game like that? Yeah. That was the Warriors' B team. Steph, Clay, Draymond, Andre Iguodala, Andrew against They're all in street clothes watching. I mean, there isn't a lot of autopsy that has to go into that one, (laughs) except for we didn't have it, we didn't take them seriously, we didn't play up to our standard. Um, At times, Darius being one of the mouthpieces of the organization, Darius being one of the leaders of the organization, I would hope that he would go a different direction at times, Um, but, but he doesn't seem comfortable being as critical as, Maybe JB has been, maybe Kevin Love has been at times, or even Donovan Mitchell. I just don't think he's I just don't think he's that kind of personality at this point of his career to do that. What does a thirty eight point game do for Evan Mobley? I think it gives him confidence. Um, I also think it lets him know that there are areas that he can still exploit of opponents if he gives a little bit more aggression on a night to night basis. And if there's one thing that the Cavs have been trying to pull out of Evan, really since they drafted him third overall, Jonathan, it's a level of intensity and aggression on the offensive end um, of like acting like these guys can't stop me. I'm freaking better than you, and I'm going to go out and show that to you. He doesn't always have that. And teammates have been talking to him about that. Coaches have been talking to him about that. And I think – with confidence, he might have that kind of attitude. Um, and I think that kind of night gives him a little bit more confidence. I think it also, it's not a coincidence that it coincided with Donovan being out of that game because mm. the thing that we've talked about a lot, Jonathan, you and I, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of fans have talked about it as well, when you're talking about production in the NBA, oftentimes that is tied to opportunity. And Evan Mobley is no higher than the third option offensively for this team. And sometimes he's like the fourth or fifth option, depending on the lineups um, that he's on the court with. So 
like those kinds of nights where he gets 27 shot attempts, it's not going to happen very often. But when it does happen and when Donovan's not there, Evan does need to impose his will a little bit more. He does need to demand the ball a little bit more. He needs to get pissed at his teammates for not passing him the ball and getting him enough shot opportunities because he's incredibly talented because oftentimes he does have a physical mismatch underneath and they don't recognize it enough. So maybe that gives him a little bit more juice and gives him a little bit more freedom to start demanding the ball in those kinds of situations so he can potentially morph into the consistent third offensive option when right now um, his touches, his shot attempts, his role within the offense has fluctuated between third, fifth, maybe even sixth at times. Really great stuff. You're the best for a reason. Chris Fedor, Cleveland.com. We thank you for joining us and uh, enjoy New York, all right? All right. Sounds good. You know I will. Come I know. Now right? it's New I York. Know you, will. <laughs> you getting pizza or what? <laughs> what are you getting? I think I'm going to my favorite burger place. It's the best burger that I've ever had. Uh, cash-only spot. It's a well-known place here in New York. It's called J.G. Mellon. Okay. So I think I'm going to do that today and then either pizza tomorrow or the next day. Before For a second there when you said uh, the best, I thought you were going to go down the Michael Scott line of, oh, I got to get the best uh, New York slice, and then you pointing to Sbarro. <laughs> you know, a lot of people think the best New York slice is Joe's because it just happened to be in Spider-Man. <laughs> um, they they yeah. can hang on to that opinion if they want to. <laughs> I have a different one. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Enjoy New York, man. All right. You got it, brother. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.